Welcome back, Maryland podcast time. Live from Austin, Texas, where it's finally so about a thousand degrees outside. I'm your host, Brett Merriman. To my right, my lovely co-host, Sally DeFries. Hey, Sally DeFries, how are you? I'm great. I'm going to address two things right now. Okay. Number shacket one, season, I'm wearing a shacket, Shouts. even though it's 90 degrees outside. But the reason is because it's cold in here. Okay. Number two is I got lip filler this morning and I'm very swollen. So oh. the video of me is going to be, everyone's going to be like, what the fuck's wrong with her face? It's because you know, this swelling has to go down, people. Okay. <laughs> a little filler rocking. That's like yeah. not technically Botox, right? That's It's a different injectable. Different injectable. But I'm just going to be honest with people. Your girl gets Botox and filler. Okay. I, there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I'm I very swollen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already getting a bruise. I can tell. But Does it hurt? Uh, it doesn't hurt, but like, I can't, it would be really hard to like. Like if you take a sip of water, it'll just like. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not like settled yet. In a Got few it. days, okay. they'll just be like back to normal. There you go. Well, we'll, we'll have to, we'll update. Will gave me log. a look like. <laughs> the last time I did this, he called me ducktails for like three weeks. <laughs> so. Damn. I just thought I'd be honest with everyone. I mean, I don't know how many people actually watch. I didn't the notice YouTubes. it. Now, now that you say something, though, you'd notice it. Yeah. So oh. I think it looks. Fun. Will goes. Did you address it with Brett? I was like, I don't think Brett cares. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, I would. I would. But Botox. if you notice, like shit, just dribbling down my face later. <laughs> Not That's actually, why. but I was so numb this morning that like I definitely was just like having drool come out. Oh my god! It's really gross. Well, ho- hopefully you can power through this. Next podcast. week, my lips are gonna look. Great. A plus. A plus. Um, we also, if you're watching the video on the Mail and Podcast, we have a special guest for the first segment, Sally. And that is intern Callie. Intern Callie, welcome to Thank the Mail and Podcast. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. We're excited. Happy to be here. Um, before we get into the first segment, Mail and Podcast, if you're listening for the first time, which maybe some of Callie's friends are hopping on, listening to the Mail and uh, maybe some of Sally's friends, I don't know, could be, or mine. Uh, we, we're the Mail and Podcast and we just answer your questions. That's what we do here. Get a laugh in. Walk away with something useful, maybe, like I'm about to uh, in regards to this first segment. How can you help us out? Please subscribe on iTunes. Follow on Spotify. Uh, hit the hotline to leave a voicemail. We have two of those today. 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio, at Podcast. Shower thought. Off the top, Sally. While we have Callie here. Okay. Over the last... I don't know, a couple of weeks, Callie. Yep. You've been involved in what's known as recruitment, right? I have. At the University of Texas. That's yep, a sorority firsthand. a sorority based event in which you recruit new members. Am I correct? Right. Okay. Every year also known as Rush. Also known as Rush. I'm familiar right. with rushing a fraternity. It's basically you go to somebody's basement and get pizza and beer and they ask you what sports you played. And then they're like, oh, you're cool. Or, oh, you're not cool. Go to the next house. Okay. That's kind of how it works for guys. Now with girls, I've never understood it. I don't, I don't understand the process. I don't understand. I, and I've, I've, I think I've been explained this before in one ear or out the other. I'm not a good listener, Sally. What, why are there so many days, bid day, why are they yelling? Why do you do the thing in the door where you are um, uh, doing a pyramid, a human pyramid, mm-hmm. and clapping? Um, that's good. It's actually called the pyramid, the wall. So that's great. right. Yeah, it's a pyramid. It's a pyramid scheme. I just don't. I don't understand. Take me through the the events of a recruitment. Okay, I feel like I'm gonna try and explain it as like easy as I can because okay. I feel like a lot of people like don't understand it, it's even though they're like on the other side of it too. Mm-hmm. So there's work week which is like a week leading up to recruitment week. So like okay. you're not even meeting the girls yet. You're just like in your sorority house preparing to meet them basically. Got so it. that's when you're like practicing that door stack and the pyramid. Door stack. Uh, yeah, the door stack. We called it the stack, I think. Yeah. And then um, you're practicing all the rounds that you're doing in person and everything. And then you're talking about the girls that are going through recruitment. So that's all work week. Is and that that's a, is a, is a round one of the uh, like, hey, we yeah. are 80, whatever. We are doing the Omega yeah. signs. Okay. So like yeah. there's different rounds there's open house then philanthropy then sisterhood then preference and then bid day so i right i need the break i need the okay. i need Does the sisterhood the sisterhood used to be skit night is that still the same thing it's uh, no we don't do okay, that but it's see, like it's you're all 10 years ago yeah this is why it's 
<laughs> so yeah. basically UT this year, like in the previous years, they've done open house online. So where the sororities will film a video and send it to the PNMs is what we call them, potential new members. Got um, it. Okay. And the PNMs will then upload a video of themselves, like answering questions that Panhellenic gave them. And then the sororities can watch those instead of actually meeting them. Who's on open Panhellenic? House. Panhellenic. It's Pan like Hellenic. oversees all of the sororities. Panhellenic. Okay. Yeah. Panhellenic. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry basically got that, got it. after open house then you move into philanthropy and that's when you actually okay. meet the girls and they actually come to your house at that point do they know they want to be with you guys do or do you know you want like is it like a draft picked thing or like we want emily yeah it she's depends. A um, it's kind of both ways like they yeah. they preference sororities and then the sororities preference people so they match it up are they still yelling at this point uh, philanthropy is when you do like the door stacks. So philanthropy round is like the door stacks okay. for every house at UT. And you raise money. No, okay. no, that's when you you're just, just like talking showcase about. what philanthropy your yeah. sorority is paired with. Got it. Yeah, okay. you're talking about got like your it, philanthropies, and you're asking them what they're involved in. But like really, like no one really likes to talk about that because it's kind of boring. So you're really just like getting to know the girls. Okay, so it's um, it's sort of your version of rush. Did they like... stop doing open house in person because of the pandemic? Yes. Okay. That that's when they initially stopped doing it, but I think it's honestly just like easier not to bring it back on like everyone involved. Yeah. So it's, I think that's why they. Kept it used it to be you had to go mm -hmm. to every house mm -hmm. as a PNM. Yes, yeah. but okay. you also as a sorority member hosting like I think it was depending on how many people are rushing like fourteen to fifteen parties. Yes, yeah, so like, it's long. Wow. And you're like, really I long. will never forget the first my first open house. I was Kaya. And uh, I was a sitting sister, which meant my sister yep. was the rush. She was the rush captain, which was also a beast in itself. And I, it was my last house. Kyle okay. was my last house. And I was standing in front of the Kyle house. It's like a thousand degrees outside. And some fraternity guy drove by and hit me with a fucking water balloon right in the face. No. Right Jeez. before I walked in. And so I walked in. I just burst into tears. Oh, no. And they had to like take me to the corner. Because <laughs> I was having like a oh panic attack. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, was is that like an initiation thing from fraternity no? But guy? It, that was at least it was years and years ago when I was in college. That was like something that the guys did was like drive around, especially on open house day because there's tons of people still around, and then on bid day too. Like our our friends senior year, you know those duck tours. I do. Mm -hmm. Our they guy friend senior boats. year got a duck tour and drove mm -hmm. around West Campus and we're quacking at everyone. I was oh like, oh, uh, yeah, that's freaking creepy losers. Because like you're, you know, it's like all these like freshmen, they're like little 17 mm -hmm. and 18 year old babies. Sure. And like my disgusting senior guy friends were like, oh, we're going to go quack at them. I'm sorry. Continue, yeah. Callie. That was just. Well, no, like my freshman year when I was rushing, like. The sorority that I'm in now, 85, like their house was under construction. So we rushed at a fraternity house and they completely redid the entire thing, like made it mm -hmm. look like a palace. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they did it, but we had open house in person when I was a freshman and then got I it. got rid okay. of it after that year. So Does at Pi this Pi point, still do jump day? I don't know. Jump, Pi, jump. No. Okay. So, and a, a lot of people's like most of their um, uh, knowledge of recruitment, if you weren't in a sorority, is probably TikTok. That's where I'm coming Mostly from. Like, when does Bama Rush Talk happen? During when, work week. During, during work week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're basically filming a video of yourself. So and there's, there's like, like outfit of the yeah, day. There's like and, theme days throughout work week. So like okay. there can be Western day. There can be like frat day where you dress up as a guy or whatever. There can be like spirit day and all okay. that stuff. So the sororities are like filming content on those days. And this is when the girls like, oh, I have a YSL purse. I have well, no, YSL bag. That's it's... when they're actually going through Rush. Yeah. And they're oh, like, okay. it's philanthropy day and I'm wearing <laughs> Kendra Scott earrings, shoes, own whatever they're saying. I don't shoes know. are yeah. golden goose. Yeah. And bad is this. And, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's Aritzia, when they're like going yeah. through it. Okay. But like the sorority side of it is usually filmed like during work week. So okay. you don't have time to do it like during so the week. There, it's still kind of, everybody's kind of flirting and feeling yeah, each so other out kind of thing. Okay. And then you move then, into... Yeah, so after philanthropy, then you, like, basically there's, like, a whole round of cuts. So the sororities will, like, cut who they didn't like, Got basically. it. And this and, is... You guys are all getting in a room, and you're like, all right, I liked her. Well, I yeah, okay. so every sorority does it differently. Like, um, some sororities, their advisors pick the whole pledge class, or their rush captains pick the whole pledge class. Got or okay. you can only vote on girls from your area. 
or it's more like mm-hmm. the entire sorority has a say. So like in my sorority, the entire sorority has a say. So like very, very, very democratic of you guys. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it takes forever. But yeah, um, mm-hmm. so everyone's voting. Um, and then the like girls rushing are also ranking the houses that they like too. Oh, so, so it's, it's kind it's of like a little bit of a med selection school kind thing. of vibe. Okay, yeah. got it. So then after that, you, you get invited your... back to houses. Okay, yeah. okay. And um, then you move into sisterhood round where it's more like, fun, upbeat, dancing, colorful, like we just like play music rather and, like, than doing like you the basically, door sacks. You know, a sisterhood round is you have a group of a hundred girls or so, they, they come to the house and they know it's like, okay, an hour or two of like fun events. So yeah, so sisterhood, okay. I want to say this year we had like eight parties in one day oh and each gosh. party is like 40 minutes and each party has like 40 girls. Are you doing like hors d'oeuvres? Is there it's, is there cupcakes and like just feel like, or something? Yeah, there's a like lot a little, of little there's a lot snack. of like logistics. Maybe like a cookie. Yeah, maybe and a it has cookie. to be okay. like time to a T because like Panhellenic, everyone that oversees all the houses, they're standing outside timing you, the entrance, the exit. And then if you, oh, how long wow. you don't, so this is like if a you very, go over, they fine you. They fine you like a hundred bucks each time. Oh, this or is if formal. like the girls come out like. If you're doing an exit and a girl comes out like and five seconds threshold. after, yeah, Stop. five Are seconds after the other girl, then you're holding in the girls too long. You get fined because you're showing favoritism. Wow. Also, like sororities everything. will build into their recruitment uh, budget that they're going to get fined. Yeah, we do that. <laughs> and so we would know like ahead of time, like we're going to blow through these fines. So we're just yep. going to like set a several thousand dollars to the side. Oh my yep. gosh. Okay. Knowing full well that they're going to do exactly, we're going to break all yep. the rules mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just suck it up and give yeah. them money. Okay. Interesting. So at this point, you're basically, you're kind of breaking down the class. You guys have a better idea of who you'd like and who right. best fits your yep. sorority. Um, so then sisterhood was one day. Okay. So then after sisterhood, you do another round of cuts sure. and to go into the last round, which is preference round. And any girl mm-hmm. that comes to you on preference round could have a spot on your bid list. So you have to really like decide who Randy you really want to invite list back. College too. Yeah. So, and then once it goes into preference round, they take all the girls that are in recruitment and divided by the number of houses. And that becomes your quota. The amount of girls that every house can get is the exact same. Got it. Okay. Where you get like the difference between like, oh, one house gets 80, one house gets 60, one house got 70. Like where that comes in is like on quota additions, which gets like kind of confusing. But if they only have like one house left, they're mm-hmm. quota additions. They'll get your house. Got it. Okay. So that's how those lists work. And then there's like Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's... like no one like fully understands all like the background and knowledge behind it, it's really confusing. When do girls start running down the street of Guadalupe? Bid day. That's bid day. Bid day. Okay. Explain so they like put you day. in a big auditorium mm-hmm. and they hand you an envelope and then oh. they let everyone open it and then the envelope says like what you are. And then you like quote unquote run home and then you run to the house. Then you that run you to were, the house yeah. and you're very mm-hmm. welcoming. Like, oh my yeah. God, welcome home, sister. You know, okay. You like yeah. take a photo and. Got it. Yeah, Get it's also like seniors. Yeah, like mm-hmm. and also like choosing the girls is kind of easier with like status. Like you don't know if you have status until you're in. So like there's like sitting sister where like your sister is already in the sorority, so you're automatic basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or okay. you're a legacy, so like your mom or your grandma was in that sorority, so mm-hmm. you're automatic. You pretty much know. At that yeah, point. so okay. that kind of fills up like a lot of your bid list too. Okay, I think a much better understanding. Yeah, now. It's, it's confusing. So. Speaking of someone who was in a sorority and then I was a recruitment advisor, which was uh, very fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have some friends doing it now. It's like, it's a beast. It's like fun, but it's also like kind of psychotic and it like psychotic. pretty prejudiced sometimes and like interesting, okay, really catty. Yeah. I, I don't know. I like, I loved being in a sorority. I don't know that like if I went back to college now, I'm not totally – it just depends on, I guess, mm-hmm. where I went to college. I think somewhere like UT, which can be really big, it makes it a little bit smaller and, like, more approachable. Definitely. But it's – the best thing, like, about Rush Talk is, like, how absurd it's gotten. Because, mm-hmm. like, when I was going through it, it was really absurd. I think it's even more intense now. Well, and, now like, with Texas social had, media. Well, Texas had yeah. to – cracked down on a lot of stuff because they were doing what like a legal rush which is like where you would go take people out during the summer and get to yeah, know them like there's a period of silence oh, where you can't so have you any guys interaction little, with them at all uh, yeah. little uh what's it called like little free agent yeah uh, like every sorority does it but like it's whether you get like caught or not yeah it's like oh you want to come but out of i our think boat. adding social media to it has really 
I don't know. It's made it a whole other level. It's of, an, like, it's an, stuff it's just, a, it's like a whole beast. I just look at like, like the videos that Barstool puts up or the Barstool school. Well, and when you see what other people things, are doing, because like, oh it, it's like, you know kind of what's going on, but there is like secrecy. So even when you're friends with people that are not in the same sorority with you, which is like the majority of my college group, none of us were in the same sorority. Or like we kind of like, there was a couple of us here and a couple of us here, whatever. Mm -hmm. But there's still, even if it's like your best friend, like a level of secrecy that you like don't tell them what's going on. Okay. It, like, if you care, I feel like when we were seniors, we're like, this is what we do. And it's bullshit. Yeah. At this point, it's like everyone's telling everyone. Yeah. But, like, Got you it. really okay. aren't supposed to know what other houses do. But I think adding okay. social media to it, you're like, oh shit, they like have all this crap. Like, it's mm -hmm. so you, because at the, you know, unless you were like me, who was essentially a spy for my sister, like, I would go to all the houses and be like, this is what they did. And this is what they did. And this is what, and I was not even in the sorority yet. So. Uh, I see. Okay. That's, that's rush talk with that's Callie. rush talk yeah. I, I, are you aware sally of this show that is like is it netflix ish they're gonna or? what for bama what it's gonna be on yeah where they're like miking up the girls that are going through rush and they're going into every house basically pretending to like rush the sorority that is wild i feel like pam hellenic would not be a huge fan of that i think that's gonna be tough that's gonna it's gonna be for like, a lot of people involved probably oh, it's yeah. not gonna be a good look okay we'll see it's just like I don't know. It'll expose all like the superficial like bullshit that goes on mm -hmm. yeah. throughout Rush. I'll but watch. I'm, I'm excited watch. to watch. <laughs> but I'll still watch. I definitely want to see the first excited. episode. Yeah. All right. Kelly, all right, thank, thank you. you yeah, thank, thank you, guys. Uh, intern Kelly, where can the people find you on uh, on social media? Instagram, if you want to. You don't Twitter, have to. Twitter, Kelly Rubin. Okay. That's about it. <laughs> there we go. Thank you very much for hopping yeah, thanks, on with guys. us. Um, if you are in a sorority right now, I'm not. Sally's not. Kelly is. Maybe you guys have some uh, athletic greens at the house. I don't know. Athletic greens has been a part of my routine um, for the last two months now, Sally. Mm -hmm. It's been the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning. Uh, and it just kind of sets me up for a good day. And what I mean by that is one scoop in, uh, in one glass of water of my athletic greens, and I know I'm getting 75 High quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, etc. All of the things. How do you consume your your athletic green salad? Every morning. Mm -hmm. So I used to blend it the night before. I stopped doing that. I okay. put my bottle in the fridge the night before, get the water fridge cold the water fridge yeah because because i like coming out of the like the filter of my fridge is not as cold as if it was just sitting in the refrigerator sure get what i'm saying so i filled the bottle put it in the fridge then in the morning take it out put the scoop in mm -hmm. mix it up then uh, I, see. I i've realized that if you mix it fresh it like dissolves better versus like having a chance to settle settled and, and yeah. coagulated so i mix it and then i drink it on the way to work at like six in the morning Boom. before i do anything else that's that's not a bad move and guess what cost you less than three dollars a day you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit plus it supports better sleep uh and re recovery and mental clarity and alertness look at all those ands all of the things like i said before uh right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash mail-in. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash mail-in to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Ready for an update, Sally? Let's do it. Hey, Brett and Sally. I'm back for what I hope is my final update. It's the guy who traveled out to Nova Scotia from British Columbia for the summer and met a girl. Shouts to our Canadian backers. Yeah. I, uh, I last left wondering how to spend my time with her before I left, which you guys answered and uh, love the advice. We ended up chatting last week, and I guess she's been reading a lot of those romance novels that Sally's had her nose in because she wants to do long distance. Who was right? I Me. was hesitant when she brought it up. I genuinely never saw long distance as an option. 
but she told me that she's been wanting to move out to BC when she's finished her degree even before she met me. I warmed up to the idea as uh, soon after, and I'm happy we're doing long distance. Now, I still have my doubts about it lasting. The time change sucks. I have an insane course load, and if she moves to BC next summer after her degree, we'll have spent more than double the time apart as we have together. She is worth trying to make it work, though. So, is there anything I can do to better connect over long distance and make this experience better? Look at these two, Sally. Just two <laughs> did lovers. Did I call who it or did I call two it? Two lovers who weren't meant to fall in love. <laughs> okay. Um, Star-crossed country lovers. How about first that? First of all, Randy, long distance. I think the key to long distance, okay, is having a timeline for it to end. So you in have the near term and long term, in my opinion. Yes, but I think it's important to know, like, I, I think when you do long distance and it's an indefinite or like question as to like when you will end up in the same city, that mm -hmm. is a recipe for the relationship ending okay because you don't you're leaving too much open-ended i think the key for success if you want it to work out is knowing like okay we have to put in a year and then we're gonna be together it sounds like maybe in nine months when she finishes her degree mm -hmm. or whatever so that's how it was for will and i like we knew granted we were like three hours driving not you know a six-hour flight or whatever it is yep um but you know, like, okay, this is this is when it's done. Yeah, you kind of have the timeline built out. Right. And then, like you said, in the near term, like, okay, when's the next time I'm seeing this person? Yeah, and I think that's more more of a key for me is having, mm -hmm. like, okay, in, in a month or at Thanksgiving or Christmas, mm -hmm. like, we, are, we have a plan, like yeah. a concrete plan. Because even long term, you can have something sort of not, like concrete you can have an idea of something which i think makes sense but it doesn't have to be concrete but but short-term concrete i'm going to see you in a month or a month and a half or at thanksgiving like we are going to make an effort to either go from bc to nova scotia or vice versa and have something concrete in the near term that you can look forward to yeah because i think looking forward to something that's not open-ended is a very important part um, in the near term of long distance relationships ldrs as they're calling these days <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry um okay my other thing is i haven't done a long distance relationship that has had a significant time change that is so i think total that's wrench in this really yeah. the biggest the biggest hurdle here and i believe i believe it's, it's not like only just hours. three hours it's four hours you get that atlantic time zone out there in nova scotia yeah so it's one hour before even eastern time yeah so the biggest thing you're going to have to do is kind of, especially like with your course load and everything like that, kind of figure out what mm -hmm. the best time to like contact each other during the day is. Yeah, absolutely. I think a, a sort of a standard routine is going to be something that helps out a ton because, uh, you know, you're lucky because long distance relationships um, technology wise are easier to handle than ever with right. FaceTime and phone calls are very clear and yeah. texting and pictures and whatever, you know, like that stuff is next level compared to what it was even 10, 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, but with the course load and um, it, that's, that's somebody who's something, okay, like I need to establish that we can talk a little bit in the morning, we can talk a little bit at night and kind of figure out where it works time-wise for you guys and sleeping schedules and breakfast and all that kind of like Sally and Will used to talk uh, at seven in the morning. Like that yeah. was their, that was their window. <laughs> so the other thing is too, I think, and like there'll be some growing pains as you're doing it, but I think it's important to kind of set the ground rules of like what you're expecting communication wise from each other. Like Will and I were the type where we like, would contact each other all day, like texting sure. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And there's people that do it a little differently. Too, but then there also fine. are people yeah. who are like, I'm going to be slammed. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're just going to like go radio silent for like a week and then we'll see each other. Mm -hmm. I like, I'm not that person. I need like the constant communication. Sure. Uh, but if that's what works for you, like live your lives totally separately and then come together, then like maybe that's what you need to do. And the easiest way to do that is by communicating initially and saying, mm -hmm. hey, what are what what's comfortable for you? And they can change. It doesn't have to be right. set in stone for a year. But just say, hey, I think, you know, 
some communication throughout the day. I'm not going to be expecting a text every 10 minutes or, yeah. or whatever it is, um, is kind of a, a good way to approach that. And then I had one last point here. Oh, trust mm -hmm. is a mm -hmm. that was my next one. major, major key. And until she or he does something to break that trust, just trust them. And yeah. that's like, that's a PSA to all relationships. Like just trust is so important and can alleviate so many, so many nights of anxiety or mm -hmm. like worrying and, and just like, just trust people. I don't, Especially if you, if you're with them and you like them enough to, to be in a relationship, a long distance one, trust them. Yeah. I think if you are like a jealous person, or you have a hard time trusting people, maybe a long distance relationship is not for you. Very true. Um, I personally, when I was long distance, like never worried about Will. Yeah, same. And like, and it wasn't like, oh, like he doesn't have girls coming after him or whatever, but I was just like, I, I that, that was never a thought in my head. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's just how our relationship has been. Like we've never been like jealous about exes or anything like that. That, I'm not saying that that's right or wrong. I'm just saying we have friends who have not been long distance and like live together and are like insanely jealous about stuff. So mm -hmm. that's probably like different bridge you need to cross before any relationship. But I definitely yeah. don't think that if you're the type of person who's going to like care about her, like talking to guys that are friends or like being, you know, in the same city as her ex-boyfriend or whatever, like mm -hmm. you got to let go of that stuff. Very much agree. The, th the great thing about long distance relationships, it's like, I think when you are in one and then you then come together and you're in the same city is like when you're a long distance relationship, like everything is almost like a little mini vacation because you mm -hmm. see each other. You don't like do mundane stuff, which can be a plus or minus. Like you get to do all the fun stuff and like see each other in a really fun environment. But that does sometimes make for a hard transition when you start living in the same city where you like maybe live together or like you just, yeah, start you just doing need like to kind of like regular shit yeah. you know yep. versus like obviously if you're seeing each other for a weekend you're like going out to dinner and like hanging out and whatever so mm -hmm. just striking that balance is important too i think agreed but best of luck and and keep yeah, us posted keep uh, us updated our canadian in a year our canadian couple yeah nurtured by the you. uh with the help of the mail-in podcast no yeah. we didn't do anything it's all you all you guys. But we're rooting for them. We are rooting for them. Uh, next one, Sally. Hey, Brett and Sally. Is it possible to get out of the friend zone? And if so, what advice do you have? So quick interjection here. We answered this question, you know, over the course of a number of mail-in pods, but it's always nice to kind of get a refresher here, right? Okay. So here we go. For context, I have been very close friends with this girl that I met in college about seven years ago. Okay, Randy? Seven years, Okay. We have never hooked up, but have been on hundreds of what I would call friend dates, okay? She got married about two years ago, so our relationship changed a little bit. But here's the kicker, Randy. She just told me that they are going to separate, and I don't want to miss out on the opportunity. Thanks for any advice you can give. First, let me like let me uh, change your vocab on. Don't, don't opportunity is a very harsh word in that situation. So maybe maybe change that up to. Um, I don't even know. I, opportunity just feels like kind of kind of crass or skeevy. But. Yeah. Um, sorry to this guy. It's not going to happen. No, it? it's not happening for you. Seven years, five five years of of her being, what I would assume, mostly single, and then you know obviously in a relationship towards the end, and then married. Um, you can For, go direct here and just say, is is there any you know, I no no I don't even you, this this girl going through a divorce. You don't want to be like, is there any chance that you'll date me now? Yeah, she's like, uh, I just got divorced. I'm not I'm not like really trying to mm -hmm. jump back in here. You know? Yeah, I um and maybe this has changed from what I've said in the past. And obviously I'm like the hopeless romantic of the podcast, but it, marriage aside, I think if five years of being in the friend zone, again, this is why men and women cannot be best friends and one of them <laughs> not be attracted to the other. But five years of it, like I don't 
I don't think they're gonna like magically turn around and be like, that's who I want. But I know unless but, the marriage is ending because y'all had a fling and you're now in love, like you're not gonna be with her. Sorry. And the reason yeah. is, first of all, she married someone else. Mm-hmm. And even though even though it's like ending, they're getting separated. First of all, they didn't say divorce. They said separated. So like, I know that most of the time that's going to end in a divorce, but do you really want to be involved in that? And like, maybe she needs space to like grow. And do you want to be the rebound from the marriage? I also think there's a little bit of a, you want what you can't Can't have have. kind of deal here. And it's sort of the longing and the pining as, like strong is unrequited love until you yeah. actually are in love with someone who loves you back. And then you're like, that was uh, insane. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever uh, loved someone who has definitely not loved you. That has happened <laughs> to me multiple times. <laughs> Probably my college girlfriend. And I think for like a month afterwards, and I was like, Oh my God, my life is over. And then, yeah, yeah. I, I think, um, having been in, or what I thought was being in love with somebody who did not love me back, mm-hmm. uh, when I actually did fall in love, I was like, oh, no, that was just like a form of self-torture that I was going through well, every week. Like, Right. It's 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 the longing and the pining. Like that is, and it's putting it someone a, on a pedestal and right. not realizing like all their little flaws. Because at the end of the day, even if you're best friends with her, you probably don't know like the quirks of her being in a relationship because mm-hmm. you haven't been in one with her. It's true. So th- that bringing it, bringing it around town here um, – I, I hesitate to even give like advice. And if I were to give any advice, like if, if you really want to just, if you really want to shoot a shot and just say, is there any chance? Like it is, would, would I, I even, at the I end of the day, you have that. to decide, is it worth me losing my friendship with her? Right. Um, because there's two, only two ways to do this. It's to stay in that, that, that zone. Right. And just be whatever, or shoot your shot, shoot and- a shot. And, and have a one-tenth of a percent chance of it working. I mean, I don't think it's that low of okay. working. Okay, well, chance. like, the other thing is, if she's already put you in the friend zone, the, the marriage thing is really throwing me, too, because I think if she's yeah. already put you in the friend zone, her f- friendship or her marriage is ending, like, she probably is going to lean on you more as a friend. So even if you shoot your shot, yeah. Like you also run the risk or even if you don't shoot your shot and you just like are trying to be there for her and like showing her that you yeah. are a good match for her, like she's going to need someone to rely on. That's like not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just. I This one is. It's tough for kinda, me. Kind of weirds me out in a way. Because I, I, I hesitate to to really give much advice here because it's like she was married, man. Like Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't think that this is like a good opportunity, right? I, and I honestly, I feel for the guy because I think that that's really tough. Sure, no doubt. Especially when you're like somebody that you've been pining after for so long is like now available. Now available, right? And you're like, oh my god! And maybe you had gotten over it a little bit, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's, mm-hmm. oh now there's there's a chance again. <sighs> I don't it just know. so rarely works out, you know. I mean, how many people do you know that were like friends for forever and then like one of them got married and then got divorced? I know that I'm like, I'm like, I'm the cheering for the underdog and I'm always like, you got to shoot your shot and let your feelings be known. And I do think that like, if that, if you feel that strongly, then you should probably say something. Right. That, that's always. And but I also we call think it like you a have to be prepared option, for it yeah. to not go your way. And, and either way, maybe it ends up making you feel closure in a good or bad way right that mm-hmm. if you do say hey i've had feelings for you i this is now i can i can freely admit them you don't have to do much with this but i just i, I need to say something yeah and and it's either going to be requited or unrequited and then take it from there but maybe maybe that's the the easiest and most simple way to do it after a period of time where she's you know emotionally okay from her separation right like yeah. Unless she's the one initiating it, and it's like, oh, I, I'm so glad I'm out of that. But if it doesn't go your way, and maybe you need to talk to somebody, then BetterHelp could be a solution for you, my Yeah. Friend. This is a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp, on this episode of The Mail-In. Life is full of twists and turns, and it's important to show up for yourself through it all. 
BetterHelp Online Therapy will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 20, uh, excuse me, less than 48 hours. I am a better help, um, helpy at this point, uh, mm-hmm. as I have gone through a lot the last year through yeah. my parents and other things in life and twists and turns, like they said. And now I am on board with better help and I can say uh, it has helped. It is extremely easy. And there's, I've always sort of had a stigma about therapy that it's too expensive, it's too inconvenient, I don't know what I'm going to get out of it. And all three of those questions were answered literally in the first day I was on the platform. Nice. In a good way, I mean. Um, It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online and available to people worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. So you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to. And getting therapy every week is as easy as a few clicks on your laptop or phone. With therapy, you can also take a a few tries to find the right fit for you. And BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp is a great way to invest in yourself. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. And in fact, Sally, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. That's awesome. How about that? Yeah. Get, take care of your mentals out there, guys. And they have a special offer for our listeners, Sally. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash mail-in. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp, better, H-E-L-P.com slash mail-in. How about a voicemail? Hey, Brett and Sally and possible others. Um, I am in need of some help, which I'm quite embarrassed for because at the ripe age of 26, I have my first back injury from working out and I have no idea what to do to make it feel better. And to be honest, I'm a little embarrassed that it even happened because like I said, I'm 26 in pretty good shape. And, yeah, I didn't know if you guys had any recommendations for lower back pain. Um, I tweaked it while I was rowing on the rower machine. Um, I've just been stretching it, doing a lot of, like, hip stretches. But, yeah, any tips would be helpful because this sucks. Thanks. I love this question, Sally. I love talking about um, adult injuries that just are a result of, like, living Mm-hmm. Because there's something that happens um, around 25, 26. Yeah, you start getting hurt. You start getting hurt. Just just doing things. You like, start like just taking like two ibuprofen, like just prophylactically, so that like maybe you don't feel like shit later. Exactly. There are there are tweaks for me. It's my my upper back. My lower back, knock on wood, has been rock solid. Mm-hmm. Probably from my years of hockey and like core stuff. Now my upper back is a debacle. I have a knot perpetually here and then it goes over here and then it goes back to here. And I literally have my massage therapist, Corrali, uh, she walks on my back. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's the only relief that I've ever had that's like, okay. Now, I'm intrigued by chiropractors. I want to go get adjusted. You you have a look like you're my my mom being like uh, Brett Ryan. No, you shouldn't. Are you about to diss chiropractor? <laughs> no. Um, okay. No offense to any chiropractors oh, out there. Oh no, we don't have. You don't have. Don't. Okay, here we go. I. Is it dangerous? Fully believe in holistic medicine so that like I don't think that everyone should like be running to medication to fix everything Mm -hmm. or like God forbid do not let someone talk you into freaking back surgery. Okay. Like obviously people need it Mm -hmm. but there are like lifestyle changes you should make before you just like bam have some back surgery. That can cause some major issues. I do them a lot. The surgeons I work with are good, but a lot of the reason that people need back surgery is because they're overweight. Okay. They don't stretch. They don't take care of their bodies. Mm-hmm. So like 
Let's start like fixing things at the source. Okay. Um, Get it, Randy? The source. But I also think I, mm, I am not a big chiropractor gal. Okay. I know that there are people out there who like love their Swear chiropractor. Maybe there are some p- chiropractors listening to the podcast who are going to be pissed at me. We will have one on and we can have, yeah, I, we can have I, mail in court. I have always been battling like random adulthood injuries. Mm-hmm. Mostly I have like numbness in my fingers from oh. having like, I have really tight scaling muscles, which are like your neck muscles that can cause pinched nerves that like cause like dull and like numbness and stuff like Interesting. that. Interesting. Okay. So I've always seen a physical therapist, mm-hmm. which I think has a little bit better, I, rather than get adjusted. And I know that chiropractors can give you exercises and stretches to do, but I think yeah. physical therapist has the benefit of like, instead of like popping and adjusting your back and shit like that, they're like literally showing you like, okay, you need to be doing these stretches. Sure. Which if you have actually injured yourself, I would recommend doing that route first. Yeah, right. Because you can be prescribed, is not the, uh, referred, right? Usually by a doctor. Hey, yes. Just, we're going to set you up with six months of physical therapy. Yeah. Right. So a physical therapist is going to give you exercises to like make whatever it is stronger, but also um, like stretching. I One of my professors said this to me one time in grad school mm-hmm. that has like always stuck with me. And should stick with me more because I don't stretch enough. But everyone should be stretching like at like least every 10 minutes day. a day. Yeah. That's the very least. She said, she was like, if people could see the benefit of stretching to their muscles, they would do it all the time. But people don't because mm-hmm. you can't look at your muscle. Uh, so it's it's not like an, an a quick fix. And it's only going to be preventative. Like you have to be what I notice, like when I get really bad neck pain and then pain that's in my arms, stretching like isn't really, it's going to help, mm-hmm. but I should have been stretching for the weeks leading up to sure. it. Sure. Yep. 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 So yep. that's what like flares shit up for me. But as an adult, see a physical therapist, get referred by your doctor. Um, if you have a, a an acute injury, probably the biggest issue is inflammation. Mm-hmm. So taking ibuprofen helps. That's an anti-inflammatory, but you have to take a certain amount for it to even make a dent. And I'm talking like 800 milligrams, which is four taps. Oh, boy. Okay, but then you run the risk of when you do that, hurting your kidneys or getting a stomach ulcer. So it's a very, this is why you should probably be under the care of a doctor because you don't want to like tee off and take four ibuprofen every four hours for a week because you'll literally start bleeding from your stomach and then die. Uh, So don't don't do do that, that. people. But also sometimes taking an anti-inflammatory dose of ibuprofen for like 24 hours, like four tabs every six hours. Like as needed kind of deal. Right. Is like going to help at least get the inflammation down or getting on a steroid pack for like a few days to taper off because what you're really fighting is like all the inflammatory markers that are happening. Mm -hmm. So anything that you can do to help get the inflammation down. Obviously heat helps like relax the muscles, but sometimes icing helps too because again, inflammation. Yeah. I think uh, in terms of like adult injuries that stuff you you work out, stretching is is huge one and mm-hmm. consistency is another big key. But then also knowing your body. So like yeah. I think the biggest issue is people knowing that they hurt themselves last time doing something not giving themselves enough time to recover and then going, going out and doing out. the yep. same thing. Sure. Here's a great example. I know that like my neck injury and like all of the tension that I carry in my back, like upper back and neck is from like years and years ago, tumbling in gymnastics and cheerleading. Sure. But every time that I'm out, especially like with girls on a bachelorette party or something, I whip my hair around and then I... <laughs> hurt my neck and then I can't turn my head or like move my arms for days because I've so injured my neck. Yeah. And you know what I do every time I'm like, this really hurts so much. So that one time I had to go get an MRI because I like couldn't, (laughs) but do I do it again and again? Yeah, I do. Okay. Like two weeks ago I did it and I was like, this is going to be so painful tomorrow morning. So stop doing the shit that you (laughs) did when you hurt yourself the time before. Okay. Learn from your mistakes. We're adults. Can't just keep making the same mistakes over and over again. 
Uh, last thing on this one, I will say, if you uh, if you have the means to, I, I really recommend massages. Yeah. Like not not like spa hot stone ones. Those are great. Yeah. But like legit, uh, you know, whether they're called sports massages or performance massages, like where they actually get in and, and fucking beat you up in a way. Yeah. Those, I always feel uh, night and day uh, better afterwards. I always sleep really well. And your your muscles are getting that kind of like the, I don't even know what to call it, but they're getting worked on in a way that your body responds and, and recovers after mm-hmm. that. They're basically breaking your muscles down in order to um, have them recover and be stronger and be more fit afterwards. So if you, uh, if you can, I would recommend massages. And you can get a, a, a nice comfy one if you want to. Right, Randy? Tickle massage. A tickle massage? Or they just... We call it the tickle scratches where you just, oh, you know, it's like it's like ASMR triggers. Trying yeah, to yeah, you just yeah. like glide your hands over somebody. Oh, that's fun. I low key would probably pay somebody to do that for me for like an hour. Yeah, you I always do ask the, Will the, head, do it. the head thing with the with yeah. The, I'm like, oh Will, give me tickle scratches, like just you know, just like just, just light. And you know touching. what he does? He gets one finger and he just same spot. <laughs> just scratches the same one centimeter. I'm like, that doesn't feel not, good. That's just not I want sh- like a light feathery touch massage. Uh, okay. Of just your fingers on my back. Not one itch <laughs> being scratched in the same centimeter of skin. Are you aware of his current itch that he has? Yes. His, co- his core itches, he says. He's itchy everywhere. And I don't know if he's having an allergic reaction or something. I kind of think it's mental. <laughs> but... He's in the other room, so I'm not going to talk shit about him. Okay. I apologize, Will, that we're talking about your itch. He does talk about it on Circling Back, too, though. Okay. Literally every episode. Yeah, he's... He's an itchy guy. Uh, Next one, Sally. Short and simple for you. Brett, drop a link to your financial Excel spreadsheet for a playup. Now, I include this one because I was looking at my spreadsheet today. I I budget everything. Okay, that's good. I don't. I I mean, it's not always followed, but it it is on... It's on paper. Yeah. Uh, more to see where I'm going to like run out than putting things in buckets. Like I don't, I don't have 400 bucks allocated to like entertainment per month. Yeah. I just can't do that. I, w- I won't follow it. Okay. But I do have buckets of like, okay, credit card, um, bills. It's, it's mostly like a, an expense sheet. Okay. And where that leaves me next month versus um, the like – um, what am I trying to say? Versus spend stuff. Right. So, but that being so back to the question, I did make a version recently, as in like an hour and a half ago, that is meant for widespread consumption. Okay. And basically, I, I made it so you plug in your salary, you plug in this, like you plug in a lot of things, and you'll be able to function how I function on mine, which is a lot of fun. And also it's just terrifying when you're like, oh my God. Are you are you just plugging your own financial prowess right now? People this I've I've mentioned it before is the problem. And I have never followed Randy, up with people. Randy's on it. shaking his head, yes. Yeah, I guess not, plug it not, for no, the people not, in the in the link in no, the no, bio. No, it's but... not financial, it's not even prowess. Like mm-hmm. it's not I I said I don't follow it. I'm just saying it's a good tr- it's a track. You want to budget like Brett budget. No, if you want to if you want to track like I do. I will do it. But the point of this question was to say, do you budget or how do you budget as a young adult in in life? I don't. I, like, <laughs> I'm going to okay. be straight with you guys. Uh, I, as a 30, am I 33? I'm a 33-year-old woman. Wow. Uh, I don't budget. It's a problem. I know mentally, like, how much. Yeah, you have the. But it's. It's probably not where, like, as tight as it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Should I be budgeting? Absolutely. I like, got really into, like, the points guy. Uh-huh. And so for a time, and I still I still do this a little bit, I would just basically run up a credit card and, like, bl- and then blow it all down to zero. Okay. Because it's like I was points, 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 just chasing points. So bills and this and that, like, put it all up and yeah. then blow it down. And then sometimes you just 
sometimes you don't you can't blow it down all the way. I was like, oh fuck. And that's where you get in trouble with it. Yeah. And obviously interest and stuff like that. So there is a there is a drawback and, and a benefit because you get free flights and you get this, that. Right. But then there's the drawbacks, right? So I that, that was kind of a method when I was like 23, 24, 25, and it's dangerous. And some people will be like, What the fuck are you doing? Never get a credit card. And I get that. Yeah. Um but the other thing the other other side of the coin is I function uh mostly on commission. Yeah. And my sales pals out there will get it. I don't know what I make every month. Yeah. Until the month like is over. Right. I have no idea. It can be a great month. Um, it can be a bad month where I'm like, oh my, oh no. You know, like mm-hmm. and, and it's so I try to budget on average what I expect. Yeah. And sometimes it's like literally thousands of dollars off and it's it's very hard so that's why if you are out there and the last part of this question is is a a cry for help if you're a sales professional who makes like is commissions like their majority of their salary or compensation whatever you want to call it if you have tips or tricks let me know because it's there's the the age-old one is like you know live on your salary and commissions kind of gravy Mm -hmm. we're a startup it doesn't yeah, it's, it's it's doesn't really work like that here. Um, but all that being said, I I will uh, I'm gonna link to the spreadsheet. I guess I'll like tweet it out at some point, and it'll be download it and um, plug all, all all your stuff gonna, in and kind of see what's like. see what happens. Yeah, see what happens. You have to. I mean, you have to do some work on it. Like I I put in some example like Netflix, Hulu, like kind of subscription stuff. But there's a lot of just X's and it's, it's on you to go Put into your, your accounts and say, oh, man. Diapers. Yeah, exactly. So you can do it. Uh, lip filler. Lip filler. <laughs> but, uh, and I, I even built in like a like a Robin Hood contribution or Charles Schwab contribution. And there's future value formulas based on performance. It's, 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 a, it's a shiny little toy that I think people can, you can, you okay, can enjoy. Okay, I'm excited to try it. All right. While you're doing that, you could drink a Vizzy too if you want. I'm gonna need to. It sounds like because I. Feel I don't like know I'm why Randy's it. laughing at me. Like, what's wrong with what's <laughs> wrong with building a spreadsheet? Producer Mike is now on. Randy, you have the floor. I know. I now know how nerdy I sound when I talk about like anime and shit. Like, okay. you're such a fucking nerd. <laughs> I love love spreadsheets. What if we made a spreadsheet that was like everyone in the I don't know. Let's do like a bracket of the best flavors of Vizzy. A bracket of the best flavors of Vizzy. I, all of them against each other. And on we a do it on a taste test and then we put it in a spreadsheet. I'm just going to say it. There's like not any that I don't like. So that's going to be a tough bracket. Okay. For so me. seating would be tough then. For Seating's you. tough. I, but because I go through moods, like right now I'm in a big lemonade mood. You know what I'm saying? Lemonade's always good because lemonade's a vibe. Right, and so but then, is, like uh, sometimes so you just want like a peach mimosa. Absolutely, absolutely. And right now, I think peach mimosa is my current. It's your current go-to. My current go-to. Do you ever just like get really nostalgic and you're like, I'm gonna do just like a blueberry pomegranate? Oh, absolutely. Like, Throwback. Absolutely. Throwback to the uh, Throwback summer to of 2020. 2020 summer. Yeah. When I when it was just yeah bit. yeah I was uh, I was just ripping or OG Vizzy flavors. Yeah, and they were a new partner of ours. Now, now they're we're we're best buds, we're best pals with Vizzy and Molson Coors proper, and you could be too, if you go to your uh, your local uh, grocer, perhaps, and picked up some Vizzy mimosas, maybe some Vizzy watermelons, maybe some Vizzy lemonades. You can't go wrong with Vizzy in the summer because it it is a vibe and tailgate season coming up, Sally. Yep, can't great beverage to have at a tailgate, especially down south. When you're like, ooh, football weather. Nope, it's going to still be 90 plus. So you got to get the perfect, refreshing, yeah. Perfect refreshing beverage to have while you're getting ready to watch uh, your team play play football. Yeah. I don't think you can say schools on here or or mascots even. Okay. Go. Uh, go team. Go team. Go state, right? Or naturally, don't, don't go state. I'm an old Miss guy. Oh, I said old Miss. Fuck. Shoot, sorry, Vizzy. Go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash wash to find Vizzy near you. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. And to hear, uh, to hear first about the latest flavor drops and more, sign up at VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash subscribe. You must be 21 plus 
So please, please, please celebrate responsibly from our friends over at Molson, Bever- Molson Coors Beverage Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, Sally, do you have any shower thoughts? I had one and I even like was like, you cannot forget this. I did not write it down and then I forgot it. So. Did not write it down and you forgot it. Damn it. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, we can do one more voicemail. You want to knock yeah, it out quick? Yeah, let's do that. Let's okay. do that instead of the shower thought that I forgot about. Okay. Brett and Sally, uh, point of contention with my wife. We got married just after COVID started. Um, she actually got to go on her bachelorette party the weekend before everything kind of shut down. Uh, my bachelor party never happened due to COVID. Uh, I had a couple guys come to like our house at the time and hang out. Am, am I allowed to bring it up that I never really got a bachelor party and want to do something with the guys. Thanks. Bye. Bachelor party years post marriage, Sally. If uh, this wasn't a voicemail, I would just assume this was well. It's like, he's still, (laughs) we got married two years ago. He's still trying to have a bachelor party. Two and a half years ago. I think that's absolutely fine. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I, I totally think it's fine to have one afterwards. I think it's like at this point, if I was going to have a bachelorette party, I'm like, mm-hmm. I really would rather make it a girl's trip because yeah, exactly. all of the girls that I would invite on my bachelorette party would be girls who are friends with each other. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one caveat of like, if it's really specifically about you, then your friends are going to be kind of a mixed bag of people. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like if Will was going to have it, it would be like y'all and then his Michigan friends and like, my brother-in-law and mm-hmm. you know my brother probably so then that's like not a cohesive group yeah i think that it's totally allowed you absolutely should have one pandemic screwed everyone up whatever mm-hmm. but i think that it might be more fun to just like have a boys weekend and okay. brand it as your bachelor party to your wife so that you don't have to like get shit about anything but then you just like only invite like your core group. Okay, I think that's, that's a fair. more fun way to to go about it. Yeah, I, I think that's because then you don't. There's not the pressure of like, oh, it's like I think for girls maybe it's a little different. Like I feel like the pressure of like being a bachelorette. Like I mm-hmm. at this point in my life am not wanting the attention anymore. Like I really just want to take a girls' trip to Napa. Sure. And if I have to use the excuse of a bachelorette party, that's fine. Yeah. But then we're not going to like do shit to honor me on it. You know, it's just going to be my it's friends. Gonna be, yeah, I think that's fair. I think you probably leave like the uh, the Vegas strippers bachelor party on the bench. Yeah, that's that's At done. I think like a yeah. golf trip is good. Perfect. Or golf like, trip, ski trip, yeah. boys trip, buddies trip. Right. You, you, that, those are all absolutely because that's what you that's what you do anyway. Those are just that's a great point though. Yeah. Like in, you're already married. Like should you be going to Vegas? I mean, even uh, Vegas yeah, is fine uh, if you want to go yeah. to Vegas. But like, should right. you be doing the strip club thing? You don't have to. Unless I mean, unless your wife is like very buying, chill you know, about you yeah. going to strip clubs. Sure. I don't know. I think you. I think you absolutely. Is get it weird a that I think party. like okay, if Will was going on a bachelor party mm-hmm. now for someone else and went to a strip club. I'm like, well, whatever you're going on his bachelor party. But if he was having his own bachelor party post us being married, he's married mm-hmm. he and is. he's like, we're going to go to a strip club on my bachelor party. I'm like, you're married and have a kid. Like, yeah. I, I think that but I, it's, it's the exact, he's still going to a strip club either way, but I think it's weirder if he's the bachelor. I yeah, don't know. Well, here's you know what happens sometimes. Not uh, trying to tell tales out of school here. So a lot I've of the, the guys, bread, I get it. the guys will, you know, pay for the bachelor to have a an elevated experience, yeah. so to speak. You know, like whoever's the the guy, like oh, you mean you, like a you lap know, dance? Sure, like we're gonna pay for it, multi, you know, whatever. But that's what I mean. Like if you're the bachelor and you're not just attending the party as like a side character, you're the guy. Sometimes there's some uh, some special treatment involved. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we can leave that there, but I I think yes, you did. You go on a bachelor party. Yeah. And just I don't, maybe don't go to like Spearman Rhino. Sure. Expanding, by the way. Really? To New York City. Oh. I don't know why I knew that. Oh, I've, I, I've been to Spearman Rhino like three times. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, I, think I mean, I do know why, but. 
Oh, man. That's going to do it for the Mailin Podcast, though, this week. I don't have any shower thoughts. Do you have a shower well, thought? Well, we had your shower thought from Yeah, my, oh, right. My shower thought was, was sorely recruited. I didn't have one, so we answered the, the question about. We did. Check us out on YouTube, please. Go to uh, youtube.com slash determined, and um, give us a look on there. I, I don't, Randy, Randy should write some, uh, some copy points. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, subscribe, rate five stars, review, and tell a friend about the Mail-In Podcast. Hit the hotline number 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in the link in the Twitter bio at Mail-In Podcast. Uh, Sally, where can the people find you? You can find me at Sally DeFreeze on Instagram and Twitter. I am Brett Merriman at Schmerriman. On both of those platforms, that's Randy over there on the ones and twos. Thank you, Randy. See you guys next week. Bye.